one sat alone beside the highway begging his eyes were blind the light he could not see he clutched his old rags and shivered in the shadows then jesus came and bade his darkness flee it's time to open the word once again with evangelist lester roloff on the family altar program for all is changed when jesus comes to stay call your attention ephesians chapter 2 ephesians chapter 2 i read the greatest truth tonight in the bible i can fellowship with anybody anytime anywhere regardless of color creed tiger brand if you'll go with me in the truth of the message tonight this actually is the dividing line tonight the world is divided into two religious camps or theological camps one is grace the other is work but not any other not a matter of being a baptist catholic episcopalian presbyterian assembly of god church of christ it's a matter of whether you believe in salvation by grace oh i wish you'd understand and i, I want to preach this message as humbly as I know how, because I know the Holy Spirit's going to have to bless it, or I can't get it to you. And I want you to pray while I preach. But this to me is the outstanding. You'd say, do I have to believe it? Just like you preach it, if it does for you what it did for me, you will. Amen. There's not a lot of different kinds of grace. It's just grace. The Bible said, by grace are you saved. You want to be saved, you've got to go by grace. That's my first text. For by grace are you saved. Ephesians. Chapter 2, for by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. Here's what I see in those two or three verses. Number one, you're saved by grace. Amen. It's not of works, because you might brag about it. It's by faith, and the faith's a gift. That's right. Now, if you manufactured your own faith, that'd be works. If you worked up your faith, that'd be works. The next thing you said was this. God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Amen. Brother, everybody's saved and ordained. I know the preacher gets a special ordination, but brother, God gives you a special ordination too. Amen. He gives you a walking ordination. Amen. You know, when a little baby's born, uh, it has to learn to walk sometime. God said, when you get saved, you're to walk. Amen. And he said, now the just shall walk by faith and live by faith. So we learn to walk and we get saved by grace through faith. That's not all he said. He said, we are his workmanship. Didn't say we ought to be, said we are his workmanship. I mean, when you get saved, you're his workmanship. Amen. Think about that. I mean, he made us. He gave us the new birth. We are his workmanship. What kind? Created in Christ Jesus. And if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. There went your cigarettes. I went your liquor bottle. I went your marijuana stick. I went your cussing. I went your dirty jokes. 
There went your rock and roll, that immoral uh, tongue of hell. That went. Amen. Amen. I went your immodest dress. That'll make you dress and cover the flesh up. I don't know why you can't understand what the Bible said. The Bible said there's nothing good in the flesh. Then why don't you cover it up? Amen. It's what you do when people come to see you. If you got a bunch of junk in the house, not any good, you cover it up. You don't put it on the table. That's right. You don't set it in the living room. You hide it. If it's no good, if it's dirty, if it's unclean, if you're not to have any confidence in the flesh, why display it? Amen. The television set displays the flesh. I preached on faith last night. One of the main reasons I hate television is because it teaches you to live by sight and not by faith. Television's the biggest enemy there is of living by faith. I don't want to see it. Just let me hear from him. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I've never seen Jesus, and yet he's more real to me than my mother ever was. I've heard from him. Amen. He talks to me every day. I talk to him every day. Amen. You think I'd keep doing that if he didn't answer? <laughs> I wouldn't talk to anybody as much as I've talked to him, and I don't talk to him enough. But I wouldn't call up anybody on the phone three times a day, at least three times, and then pray and praise him all during the day, walking down the road and, and just uh, talking to him. And I tell you, if he never did say anything to me, I believe I'd just quit. I'd cancel my correspondence. <laughs> and Enoch walked with God. Amen. And he was not, for God took him. If you walk far enough with God, you'll become a knot. <laughs> Why? He'll swallow you up. Right. You walk far enough with him, it'll be all him and none of you. Amen. He walked so far, he disappeared. Who are you walking with tonight? Who are you walking with tonight? He was not, for God did what God took him. I want to be took, don't you? Amen. I want to be one of his took ones. Amen. I'd rather took than look. All right, let's go to the book of... Uh, Titus. Now we've got a very plain statement. He said, For by grace are you saved, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Titus 2, verse 11, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Teaching us, teaching us, that we're afraid to do anything we want to do. No, he said denying ungodliness and worldly lusts. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Not worried about my conduct when I get to heaven. But the Bible says that when grace does its work, it teaches me to, un to deny ungodliness and worldly lusts. That means I don't live like the rest of the world. And the thing is, if you ever get to live in uh, the real Christian life, you don't want to be that cheap. The world's so cheap. One of the great songs that's been written in our generation, I think, is Turn Back My Turn. That, to me, is one of the greatest revival songs I've ever... He said, uh, the things you find out there, you cannot keep. And he said, the things you find, they're cheap. The world is so cheap tonight. It's so monotonous out there unclean. The young people, college students, they're unclean, they're unkept, look like rescue mission bums. 
laying around on the grass in the parks, breaking out window lights, burning, building, rebelling, demonstrating. Yeah. I mean, aren't we in a sad time? Too lazy to work or make a living, eating out of garbage cans, a lot of them. Spending what they got on dope, immoral. Now then the girls and boys have moved in the same dormitories on the college campuses. No standards anymore. But grace, grace teaches us that denying ungodliness, worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good works. These things speak and exhort and rebuke with all authority. Let no man despise thee. You know, I was reading over in the Old Testament today, and I'd like to share something with you. We talk about the Holy Spirit. You know, Joseph went to jail, but he wasn't guilty. Romans 8, 28. I want to show you what Joseph said. Chapter 40, Genesis 40, verse 8. 40 and verse 8. Fellas in jail with him, the butler and the baker said, we dreamed a dream. We dreamed a dream. And they said, uh, there's no interpreter of it. No way for us to find out what it means. And Joseph said unto them, this thing gripped me today, do not interpretations belong to God. You know what the New Testament says? The, test, the New Testament says, revelations belong to God. Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my father. Joseph said the same thing. And you know what Joseph said? He said, uh, I will interpret the dream because I'm in touch with God. And God will give me the interpretation of the dream. Trot it out. And so they said, and then he said, this is what's going to happen. To the butler, he said, uh, you're going to be the butler again. And to the baker, he said, you're going to bake. I mean, you're, you're through. They're going to kick <laughs> But you know one thing he said? He said, I'd like Mr. Butler, when you go to the king's palace, I'd like for you to remember me when you get there. Joseph had cleaned up the jail, but he didn't intend to make it a lifelong profession. He cared nothing about being a jail janitor. He felt like God had something better in mind for him than that. Sold as a slave, accused as... Uh, molesting another man's wife. He went to jail, cleaned up the jail, interpreted the two dreams, Romans 8.28, in the jailhouse. Amen. See, Romans 8.28 works as well in jail as does out of jail. Don't make a difference where you are. If you're in the will of God, it's all right. Amen. People go to the funeral a lot of time. They feel like something's gone on wrong with the Lord. No, he knew that. I've been to see Jesus a lot of times. I've never gone when he'd said, well, I'll be back. I'm going to psychiatrist. <laughs> he never said, I'm nervous, upset, I'm disturbed, and I wish you'd leave me alone. I really don't know what the answer is. He knows what the answer is. Amen. I'm not against a Christian doctor or a Christian psychiatrist, but the rest of them are racketeers. Amen. 
I call him a racketeer. It's like I'll call a preacher without the Lord. He's a racketeer. Amen. Then why should I have any mercy on a doctor that's in it for the money? Amen. If he doesn't love Jesus Christ, I've been seeing a doctor around here in just about every service. Right. Sweet, humble, clean. I'm for him. Amen. But I tell you, these unsaved doctors, I'll tell you, I would, I'd be afraid to go by their office. Right. Amen. You say, what are you going to do, just die? If I have to, I will. <laughs> that goes for psychiatrists, too. Amen. You let a bunch of these outfits go in there and tell you to throw the Bible away and religion's in your way and you don't want to pray and so forth. Oh, listen, dear friend, who are they to tell me that? Amen. Grace, salvation by grace tonight. It's the greatest truth in the Bible. You say, what do you mean? I mean just one thing, that God through Christ and his word, they do it all every day. From the time I got under conviction, he did it. From the time I heard the word of God the first time, he did it. From the time I got saved, he did it. After I got saved, he continued to do it. Amen. Now that's salvation by grace. I have no worry or no fear. And I'm not impudent. I'm not arrogant. I'm not conceited about it. Listen, there's nothing that'll make you as humble as salvation by grace. Just to think that you've got something so good and you couldn't even help him do it. You had nothing to do with it except believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And he even gave you the faith to believe with. Amen. Well, that left me plumb out that time. But oh, look what I got. But I wouldn't want a salvation that I hatched out. I've hatched out a lot of things that didn't work. I've had enough wood, hay, and stubble, and I don't want that kind of salvation. And so I believe that salvation by grace says that a man is hopelessly lost. He's depraved from birth. He cannot do anything but get worse as he grows older. And then God, who in his abundant mercy looked down and saw him in all of his sin and sent Jesus to die for him on the cross. And Jesus made no bargain. He didn't say, now... Uh, Lester Olock, you're just an old sinner, but I'll tell you what he'll do. If you'll promise me you'll live right, you'll preach the gospel, you'll travel across this country, I'll consider saving you. He didn't do it. Right. Even while we were enemies, Christ died for us. Amen. Amen. Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. i tell you something else. I believe that salvation by grace is so real you can know it when you get it. All this doubting business and all this business of saying, I hope I'm saved, I suppose, I think, I presume, I wish, I sure hope I don't miss heaven. That doesn't ever enter my mind. There are two things I'm sure of. One of them is that I'm saved, and the other than God called me preach. Amen. The third thing I'm sure of, and that is God has taught me and is teaching me to live by faith, just faith. And each year he strips something else away. And uh, said, just stand by faith. Now stand by faith. And I'm glad tonight that every person who hears my voice can have a sufficient experience to know that it's real and that you've been saved by the wonderful grace of God. Amen. Amen. My grace, he said, is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. God's got it fixed where we can all get in on. If you're bad, be encouraged. That's the only kind of people he can say. Good people go to hell and bad people go to heaven. Don't misunderstand it. You've got to get bad enough to want to be saved. Amen. You've got to get lost before you can get saved. 
David said against thee and thee only have I sinned on this evil in thy sight that thou mightst be justified when thou speakest and clear when thou judgest. I acknowledge my transgression, my sin is ever before me. Amen. When you get like that, you'll run to Jesus. Amen. You'll run to the Lord. Oh, listen, Paul on the road to Damascus, a religious man, on a collision course with the Savior, ran into him, fell on his face, went blind for three days. Jesus said, Saul, why persecutest thou me? He said, Who art thou, Lord? I don't even know you. Well, he said, I'm Jesus. I'm Jesus. Well, he said, I'm the one that saved that bunch of going over that persecute and prosecute. I'm taking up for them. Why persecutest thou me? And he said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? He got saved, I believe, just before that. No lost man ever says, Lord, what do you want me to do? And the thing about it, when Jesus told him, he did it. That's proof he was saved. Salvation by grace. And the greatest writer in the Bible on salvation by grace was the man who fell at the feet of Jesus on the Damascus road. Do you believe that? Salvation is completely by grace. Amen. Now then, the one thing I wish I had one hour, if I had one golden hour tonight, 60 minutes, I'd like to live every bit of it on the subject of why I know and you could know that you're saved and eternally kept by the grace of God. Peter said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a life of hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you to kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation. Oh, he said, why we rejoice greatly. Uh, though for a season, if need be, we be in manifold temptation that the trying of our faith being most more precious than gold or be tried with fire might be found to the praise and the honor and glory at the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ, whom having not seen we love, in whom though we see him, now we see him not yet believing, we rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Brother, though now we see him not, we can still rejoice. In the joy unspeakable and full of that's grace. That's the, the man hanging on the cross. Two of them. Jesus in between. And uh, one of them said, Come down from the cross, save thyself and us. One man said, uh, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. He never did make it to the baptismal water. He never did get to join the church. He never did get to pay his tithes. He never made an offering. But he got saved. That's grace. Yeah. That's just grace. Jesus went over to the land of Gadara, found a crazy man, mental case. Bible said they couldn't bind him. Had supernatural strength. I guess he was a scarred man. Bible said didn't have on any clothes, running loose in the cemetery. And Jesus did three things for him. He put some clothes on him. He healed his mind. And he let him sit down. That means he had peace. 
So far as I know, the man had never heard about Jesus, and nobody on that land in the land of Gadara had ever met Jesus. And the miracle was performed. The man was saved, and he immediately wanted to go with Jesus. Jesus said, go show. What great things the Lord. That's grace. He didn't get what he deserved. He got what God gave him by grace. The greatest message, the only message in the Bible is grace. Genesis chapter 15, verse 6, said Abraham believed God and it counted. Amen. That's all it counts. That's right. I know we count up everything. Oh, we count money and cattle and acres and lands and buildings and we count. Let me tell you something. God said there's just one thing going to count with him and that's your faith. Amen. Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. Made him right. That's grace. Daniel went in the lion's den. Came out unscratched. He didn't fight all night. He wasn't a lion tamer. He didn't have to tame him. God already tamed him. Amen. That's grace. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They didn't have to put on asbestos suits. Fact is, some parts of their clothing burned. And that was just the things that they had them bound with. Everybody needs to go to the fire furnace every once in a while to get loose. Amen. Most of us got so many strings on us we can't get around. That's right. Amen. Got up and say, I'm free. I'm free. Yeah, you sure are. Then get out and walk and jump and praise God and witness and exercise the liberty of the spirit. If you're Amen. free, you don't have to announce it, you can prove it. Amen. Same thing with goals with being filled with the spirit, too. You have to announce it. People get on the radio and for 15 minutes trying to convince people they're full of the Spirit. Start preaching. Yeah. I don't care whether you're full of the Spirit or not. Amen. Let me see whether you love souls or not. Say where you're full. The Bible said love, joy, and peace going to fill you. Somebody said, I'm scared to be filled. How would I act? You'd act like Jesus. Amen. Whose Spirit is His Spirit. Amen. When the Holy Spirit, Jesus, fixed to leave, He said, I got a little uh, going away gift. Really, it's a big going away gift. So I'm going to give you something. He said, I'm going away, and it's expedient because if I go not away, the Spirit will not come. But he said, I'm going to leave you, and I'm going to send unto you another comforter. Another? Who was he talking about? The first one was Jesus. The next one was the Holy Spirit. That's the only one we got in the world. That's the reason we've got to preach the Word of God at the funeral time because he's going to comfort him with his Word. That's right. Amen. We'd go up a lot of times, you know, and read three or four poems. So we'll give him the word of God. Amen. Give him the word of God. He, the Holy Spirit will use his word to comfort him. This is the healing book right here. Oh, I believe it. This will heal your mind. Trouble with a lot of people, they got so much junk in their mind, they can't get this in. Old song we used to sing, I heard him used to sing, you must, you must unload. That's the reason I hate rock and roll. It blocks out the mind. That's the reason I hate the newspaper. I don't have time for the newspaper. I know sometimes, every once in a while, somebody says, well, Brother Law, don't you have any more strength than that? Well, I wouldn't have long if I'd just dabbled in all that junk. I don't have time to read it. I mean, I just wouldn't. Here's the book right here. I'll leave little sweet girls and boys and mothers and dads said, oh, Brother Law, I want your autograph. I said, all right, but I want you to memorize this chapter. You understand? I'm not joking either. Amen. Amen. I said, will you promise? Oh, I guess nothing. 
I'm not going to sign you a Bible if you don't get more than a guess out of it. Amen. I tell you, we don't have time to fool around just writing a bunch of little names down in books. Memorize something. Get the Word of God in Amen. Amen. And I always put my chapter before I put my name. I just believe God's people. You know why these little old girls have been able to learn to sing? They don't have any organ, piano, pitch pipe. They're the pitch pipe. I can have them come tonight, and, and, and this is because of the word. I can have them come tonight and sing 50 songs. They'll pitch all 50 of them right. They'll hardly ever miss one word of the scripture. You know why? They got it from this book. Amen. This is the only book that teaches you to do things right and well. The reason things are so messed up in America now, the farmer can't farm anymore, he hadn't gone by the book. That's right. People can't have happy families anymore, they haven't gone by the book. They've been down to the counselor. They went to the Kohath. The judge said, would you go to the counselor? Isn't it strange that a bunch of these unsaved judges, when a little old kid gets in trouble, they'll say to the mother and dad, I'm going to... Uh, uh, give him a probation with the understanding that you'll report to the psychiatrist once a week with him. Yeah. Well, so what? Amen. Why didn't you tell him to take him to a man of God and pray with him and uh, it wouldn't cost him anything? Yeah. Go down to some psychiatrist and he looks at the boy and asks him every kind of question, gets him to make all his confessions, little girl, woman, man, all of them about the same thing. And then he looks at you and says, I see that you have a deep-seated problem. Yeah. I guess he does. He's full of the devil, most of them. You can't get him to deep-seated than that. Amen. That's so deep-seated, you've got to get Jesus to get a hold of it to bring it out. Amen. I mean that, too. Amen. I'm glad that Christ is all we need to know. Amen. You'd say, Brother Olaf, what are the answers? They're not any answers. It's just an answer. You say, what is it? Dark the sin that soil man's nature, long the distance that he fell, far removed from hope and heaven, near to deep despair and hell. But there was a fountain open. Thank you for joining us today on the Family Altar Program with Lester Roloff.